Welcome to episode number 37 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. And I've caught uh, Mets reliever Trevor May on his stopover tour. Uh, where are you for like 24 hours? In the beautiful uh, uh, Washington Ritz Carlton. Oh, mm. it's not a vacation, right? This is a work Not a vacation. Work We're trip. not in Washington, D.C. for fun <laughs> right now. We are. We're playing one one game, I believe. Uh, we have Jared Eikhoff on the mound tonight, and they have who knows. So uh, it's going to be a lot. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of just fun for both bullpens today. Uh, ah. Just 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 determining what's going on and when we're going to be pitching. But and it's Got nice it. and hot, so let's just throw that in there. Yeah, it's always that's a that's a steamy place, man. Yes, at the end of is. June, yes, steamy. Um, so you go from here to Atlanta, and speaking of which, we'll be joined by Braves third baseman Austin Riley. Uh, coming up in just a few minutes. So it's a little NL East get together um, once again here on the Chris Rose rotation. But let's start with this. I uh, We're, I guess, a minute into the show. Should I pat you down and check you for foreign substances? Uh, no, it's good. We've been cleared three times. Three times of pitch. And how has that experience gone, Mr. May? It really depends on the umpire. Uh, you know, the, the latest one was, hey, how long have you had this glove? I'm like, a year. He said, all right. I think he's just like, hey, was any of this like sticky stuff that was wiped off? I'm like, at that point, I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I don't know. And he's like, all right, well, have a good day. And I just, all right, left. And the first day they were like, hey, Trev, can you, you know, like, because I was in the ninth too. So like, it was the last guy of the day and they've done, they've checked like 11 times at that point, everybody. So he's like, hey, can you turn out your belt? I'm like, sure. And he goes, glove hat. He goes, you're good. Look, like, thanks, man. He's like, you're welcome. Uh, I'm like, all right, let's walk this one up and get this over with. He's like, absolutely. That sounds great. I believe we did. So that's, that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, that's, it's been pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty painless. Pretty painless. I've, I haven't had, I haven't fe- felt the need to, to make a point throw fit yet. How, um, nor should you. It's not yeah. who you are. I don't no, think it's not. I don't, I'm not, I'm yeah. not very dramatic. Uh, I do get angry though. <laughs> how are the umpires with the whole thing? Do they do they look like they're pissed off? Say they look like they're pissed off. I would just say, you know, they're any job that just like gets something kind of just like, hey, by the way, this is now part of your job description, and you're still paid the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, here's another thing for you to worry about. There's going to be a little bit of like, and and also it's probably going to make games slightly longer, and also going to be just kind of a headache to remember to do all the time. Um, another responsibility of yours to be the bad guy, especially it's just, I, I, I get it from the human standpoint that there, well, some of the guys are just kind of like, we're probably not going to find anything. I don't really want to find anything because then it's going to be a big thing. Um, so, and, and that's generally kind of what, what I see there is going to be times I, I think just based on that same, if you accept that premise that they're just like, uh, uh, that, there's going to be guys that just want to find something someday or, or, or are like are not happy or not in a good mood for whatever reason um, or, or whatever. And it's going to be, it's not going to be great, but, but we already saw a manager exercise their new power, even though they've had that power the whole time. But now, now the stigma has been removed from it a little bit, or they tried to remove the stigma and it was used immediately. Um, that- By the way, I think that, I think that should go by the wayside now i think now that there's mandatory checks that managers should not be allowed to do this now yeah um and i'm gonna be honest that was one of the things from the that came down from the top that was really like 
not subtle and, and hey, we're going to try to turn people against other people uh, was saying, hey, we, we're encouraging managers to do it. And also we're, 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 we are, we're taking video from other teams after the fact. And you're just like, wait, what does that mean? I don't understand that. Well, they're like, we're taking input from, from hitters. They said that. So like, basically what they're not so subtly saying is, Hey, we're encouraging people to rat other people, players to rat other players out um, even after the fact. And we'll take that into consideration. And I'm just like, that's super interesting that that would be encouraged. That seems to have certain value to the, to the commissioner's office uh, that isn't have anything, doesn't have anything to do with sticky stuff. Um, and and so you're saying you're saying that they're trying to pit player versus player. It's a benefit. Again, it's a side to, benefit. Yes, to, to benefit just, the just other like side during negotiations. Eventually. Just like in COVID, and just like during the Astros thing, it was very much like let me see if I can deflect this black eye away from the the game, from the the organization, the MLB, and see if I can get the players to take some of the responsibility for this for this fiasco. Um, and that's kind of the. I like to think there's lots of plays in the playbook, but there's only one. And that's the same play they keep running over and over and over and over and over again. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's a side benefit of this, though, the way this was handled. This is why that, that in general was handled in the middle of the season, why it's happening now. And as opposed to the, the more responsible, probably time for health and for just, just in general, figuring it out and having an actual solution uh, it later. Or, or at the end of the season or in the off season, which was the first plan, but the black eye started to happen. So then you have to handle it a different way. That's why it's being handled like this. So one of our brothers here at the Chris Rose rotation, Tyler glass now made major headlines mm-hmm. by saying that he had to change how he did business. He admitted that he used sunscreen and rosin. Uh, he said, I, I don't have any reason to hide because 90% of the pitchers, if not more, were doing something, something. like that. Yeah. And so he had to adjust, and now he is injured. He feels in part because of that. He doesn't blame it entirely on it, but he said because of the adjustments he's had to make. Mm. Have you had to make adjustments? Um, to be honest, I don't. I, I, I said this uh, experimentation was there. Obviously, everyone, hell, everyone's like, hey, you can make your stuff better, and there's no, going to be no consequences for it. And everyone's like, okay, I'll try stuff. So throwing a pit over the last like four years, probably just like even coming off Tommy John, a bunch of guys in AAA were like, sunscreen or Have you ever tried it? I'm like, no, I'm usually just whatever. The balls were different that year in AAA in 2018 before they went 19, where all the big league balls were using AAA. So like minor league balls were different than the big league balls at that time. Minor league balls had bigger seams and all kinds of stuff. So you didn't really have to worry about it. So I hadn't thrown a big league ball in a while. So I was like, I, I need to feel comfortable because my arm's not bad back yet either. So like I want to compete, like I just need to compete. So uh, tr- I, I've tried uh, to be honest, didn't even know what spider tack, the brand or whatever the hell was the, the, it's like the stuff from little giants when they can't separate their hands uh, uh, was I did. I, and it got to the point where I was like, did I try hard enough to cheat? Like, did I even, I should have really like really went in. I should have went full chemist. Like if that's what was going on, I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, and so making the adjustment for me has been very, very minimal, if anything, because it's just like that, especially because it's hot now, what I would do in hot, hot weather is literally just like rosin, try to get my hands to like, you know, like weightlifter hands, like super dry mm-hmm. so I can throw and I can feel like it's dry. And then I'm adding moisture. So I'm not, I'm not adding drying to reduce moisture during the game. I'm doing the other, other opposite because you control the amount of moisture. You cannot control how dry your hands are without going to the rouse bag constantly. And then 
past a certain point, diminishing returns because you have so much rosin in your hand already. So you're just getting paced. Um, and so you think about these things. You're like, okay, today it's 90. I'm a, I sweat a lot. Um, how am I going to get make it so the ball? So you're out there like battling the ball. And then you're like, okay, Austin Riley's in the, like, you know what I mean? Like, I hope I don't throw this. right. So that's kind of where a lot of guys went. And especially with, with Tyler, that guy's got torque, like crazy torque to throw the way he does. As hard as he does with as much spin on his breaking ball. Um, and for him to have to think about it, like, he's like, okay, well, I, I still got to compete. Like, I can't just go out there and just fall apart. So gripping the ball tighter to make sure it's going where it was and focusing more on trying to get it where it was, that all probably factored in a little bit. And that sucks. And I feel for him. But again, he said, he, I think he said this in, in these words. It's just like, it's an injury, man. Like, there's just, no one's ever like, this is exactly what happened. Right? You can't really do that with arm injuries. But in my mind, I know I was thinking this thing and then this happened. So, right. We will be back to the Chris Rose rotation right after this message from Cushy Dreams. You're wondering why the Papito Gordito is here talking to you about Cushy Dreams. That's because Boppy uses it. I'll be honest with you guys. A little Cushy Dreams, if it's the end of the day and I'm trying to relax, R-E-L-A-X, remember that? I use Cushy Dreams. Relax. Puts me to sleep. Knocks me out. Too many thoughts up here. Baseball, life, all of it. It's scary. You got to relax. If that's your thing, go try it out. They got the pre-roll. It looks like Kush. If you order it in the can there, get yourself a gram. Looks like weed if you want to trick a cop. We don't recommend that here at John Boy Media. I'll be honest with you. And hey, if you're not a relaxed person... They got other stuff, too. The Create, I'm all about that. They've got whatever you're looking for. They have it at Cushy Dreams. If you haven't tried CBD, you've got to try it. It could be good for your sore joints. It could help you open up your mind a little bit. It can go different ways. And guess what? It's legal in all 50 states. CushyDreams.com. Com. Promo code ROSE, 20% off. 20% off your next order. Doesn't have to be your first. Doesn't have to be your last. 20% off your next order of Cushy Dreams with promo code ROSE at checkout. Go check them out. Honestly, they've kind of been a ride or die with John Boy Media. It's a really good product. We've had so many people reach back out and say that they loved it. Go check out Cushy Dreams. Promo code road, ROSE, 20% off. Back to the show. So we have finally had a pitcher get tagged. I believe Hector Santiago was a teammate of yours. He was. Um, and I don't know how into it you got. And once again, we're taping this on the day after this happened. So we don't know if he's going to get penalized 10 games or not at this point. He said it was rosin and sweat that built up on his glove. And he had been checked a couple of times previously in the game. And so now they not only eject him, they confiscate the glove. They put it in some sort of bag that I use in my recycling. And now the league office is going to look at this thing and they have to decide whether or not the Mariners play with a man down for the next 10 games. Is this problematic in your opinion? Very. And he seems genuinely like surprised. Like, like I wasn't caught doing anything. Like I genuinely... (laughs) Don't know why you think that's something because it shows the inning too. He's like, it's hot. It's, 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 it's Chicago in the, you know, end of June. 
and he he is taking rosin on his on his arms because he's sweating so much and he's supposed he's like supposed to throw four innings it's like what he does he throws four every time so he's like he's like it's hot and he's using rosin i guess a bunch of it got on the base of his glove and then he's like really you saw me do this you watch me like i don't know what to tell you and he's just like i cannot believe i just got tossed and i'm gonna be honest the umpire the home plate umpire was like He goes, it's kind of a lot, man. Like, uh, it's what they told me. Like, I got, I can't, I, this is too, I can't let it slide. So he's like, I guess I throw you out. And he, and he gave a shrug. And then he's like, really? I'm at, I like, I might get suspended for this. And he's like, and then he goes over and he's like, hey, what do we do with this? And the guy's like, I can get a bag. <laughs> and then he goes and gets a bag. So <clears throat> if they play with a man down, I'm going to be honest right now. Uh, our, our bullpen has thrown quite a bit recently, so I can't imagine losing a guy right now. I can't, I cannot imagine it. I couldn't wrap my brain around it. And so, uh, if you lose a guy in the bullpen for 10 days, uh, that could have lasting consequences for the rest of your season. And so, I really hope that it's more of like a false flag. I don't know if they're sending it to a lab or, you know, CSI Miami's going to handle it or, or whatever, but, um, it seems silly, but I also it, it also looks silly. I I I just I'm just like <clears throat> I'm trying to focus on things I can control and I cannot control this. So Trevor, it's like when we were growing up and we would <clears throat> play games in the backyard and you just continue to change the rules depending on the situation. Yeah. And that's the biggest that's problem I have with this. When you are fucking with players' health, I have a re- like we're laughing, we're joking about it. This could I'm not going to say it's going to cost somebody a career because I don't know. I don't want to go that far, but you're putting some people in a jeopardized situation when you're telling them to play a man down at it in a season where guys are dropping left and right. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's. We don't know the lasting consequences of the COVID season no. right now. A lot, a lot of soft tissue. There's a crazy correlation. Or, uh, okay, hold on. Let me let me take a step back from that. There's been like general rumblings that there might be correlation between guys who 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 have who tested positive or contracted it like in no symptoms a year ago or whatever, and like getting some sort of soft tissue, like their tissue isn't bouncing back like it was like it was. Um, and that though that there's no scientific evidence for that at this point, because it's going to take a long time to do that to right. figure that out. Um, it's a weird coincidence that we had a shortened season and there was a there was a virus involved that has been there's been uh, a little bit of evidence that it might affect certain immune or, or or inflammatory responses and we are an inflammatory sport like we're just fighting inflammation all the time so uh all that plus you know everyone getting hurt and then losing a guy it's just it's just a it just when you feel you're like you're out of control, like everything's out of your control and that you have to like baseball's a very much just wear it, just just figure out a way. We're very much that's built into our DNA, mm-hmm. right? Um, but there's only so far you can take that. And uh I feel like the Mets our team has just we've done that better than anybody. Like just like that. figure out a way to win the game. Um, guys, and I've been in the bullpen, been like, who's who's up today? We got three of eight available figure it out. <laughs> Hopefully we don't have to cover that many innings, right? Because we've been trying to be really good at like giving a guy rest and kind of rotating it around and make sure everyone's everyone's we're using everyone so that, so that we, we keep as guys as fresh as possible. But yeah, it's, it's really frustrating when you think about it 
um, and and kind of what where we thought it was going to go, and then where it ended up going. It's not surprising at all. Still insanely frustrating, but trying to lock, be stay locked in on like, okay, here's the things I can control. How can I best do this? Um, is it, really hard right now. Can we have some fun right now? Yeah. I've loved your vlogs. I've seen all three of them. They're really good. Here's part of uh, episode number two. And I laughed. Here we go. Jay, I hate to break it here, but you're in it now. Uh, <laughs> got him. Oh, you're going in the title, Jake. Oh, I've got to do one thing, though. You look up there, you can just see where Freddie's homer hit last night. It was deep. All right. I literally have a nat mat like I'm in kindergarten. You hear the guy just do a monkey sound in the background? <laughs> hey, how I filmed that is really funny, too. What do you got? I, like, turned it on and laid down. And then, like, got up really quick and turned it off. <laughs> so I didn't even record. So the guy needed to cut the end. The editor did. Uh, and did then you nap it off at all? There's no way you could have napped where you were. I have. I put earplugs in and noise canceling in. Uh, headphones over them and then and then my the app I use to track my sleep plays white noise so like it's like I'm in a jet engine and I can't I can't hear anything you can still hear people talking if they're like right and there were there was like there was like a that was still during COVID time so we had like the concourse was like partially partially ours were like the tunnel underneath right where a lot of employees are um, and there's like four employees sitting on like a like a uh, a cart just talking like five feet from me but like that's that was their space and this is my space and this is just the only place i had to sleep so i was like sometimes it just turns into a 15 minute meditation session where i'm not actually asleep but it's good to get your heart rate down and just rest for a bit especially when it's super hot outside um because i'm a i'm kind of a high stress guy that kind of will have an elevated heart rate like all day if i don't if i don't relax for a bit i think my favorite part of the episode was where you took the camera out in public for the first time and you realize that you hadn't really charged the, the battery on it and it I died carried it around. And you said the only thing worse than being the guy who has a camera and is filming out in public is being the guy who has a dead camera and not being able to film out in public. Yeah, just carried it around. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, creeper. What's this guy doing? Where's he going with that? You know? Uh, uh yeah, it's, it's funny. Do you um do you plan anything for your episodes or do you just roll with it? I'm starting to plan a lot more. Um, <clears throat> we have a uh, the fourth one. We got I got a lapel mic and I got Pete Alonzo mic'd up for his whole pregame routine, which is hilarious. And I put out a little teaser video of of some of the moments. One's him diving for a ground ball during ground balls and just scraping the mic on the ground, but like missing it. Oh, so funny. Um, he's just he's a funny dude. Uh, it's funny and uh but yeah i've actually started storyboarding a little bit and like like starting to build stories my wife is like she is she's coming she's like hey like let's let's start thinking about your content in a like a structured way and because you make so many things and let's tell really good stories I'm like man, what what did i do without you and the thing was i was just super disorganized and just let balls drop left right but etc but uh so yeah so we've been we've been working on we got some fun stuff coming up. Fun stuff Good. coming up. Good. Very. It, it sounds great. Um, 
I would say that Jacob deGrom would be pissed that you misspelled his name because it was all in caps mm-hmm. and not small D. I didn't do the editing. I didn't do the I, editing, but he put but, all You caps, know, ultimately yeah. your name's on the product, sir. At the end of the day, <clears throat> you have to do all caps so that people can see it. That's like a, that's like a, that's like a editing trick. So that's why we do that. But again, yeah, I'm, it's something Jake would get mad about 100%. He would totally notice that. Do we know, my son asked the question the other day. He goes, Dad, why, did, why is it small d at the beginning of DeGrom? I said, I don't French. know. Yeah, but still, that doesn't make any sense just because he's French. French people are weird. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, no. Hey, for all you French listeners out there, that is not accurate. There's only like 200 million of them. That's fine. <laughs> have you been to France? I have been to France. I've okay. been to Nice and Paris, and that's it. Nice and Paris. Oh, I can't wait till you get the. There's a category on the wheel of moderately interesting things called tripping, which is where you're going on your next trip. We're going to get it this time. We'll 100%. see. We'll spin it with Austin Riley. So we'll see. Hopefully that happens. But if it doesn't, I'm sure it'll be another uh, moderately interesting category. Yeah. So we'll see. There we go. Uh, Austin Riley Atlanta, of the Atlanta Braves is standing by. We continue on with the Chris Rose rotation, a production of John Boy Media's. We welcome in yet another player from the National League East. I feel like that's what we are. We're like the National League <laughs> East Network almost. Austin Riley of the Atlanta Braves. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? Good to see you. Um, I'm doing great. Um, got off day today, so that's that's nice. Coming off a long road stand, so can't complain. Happy happy to be on on the on the show. Okay, well, be be honest with us. Is your wife pissed off? Like she hasn't seen you in, in forever, and now you got a day off, and she's like, "Really? You get to talk no. to those two dorks?" No, because I played golf last off day, so I'm actually I'm, at least I'm in house, so that's that's a good thing. So I'm I'm not I'm not in too much trouble. <laughs> hey, Trevor, I want you and Austin to chime in since you you are both uh, happily married men. How yeah. do you handle the whole off day thing with your spouse when you've been on a long road trip? Oh, that's very relevant to me currently. Uh, we, <laughs> my wife recently actually uh, uh, stopped working too. So she's home like a lot and uh, I'm never home. And so uh, this last off day, Thursday, which is going to be our last off day for like, I don't know, three months uh, is, was, was like, I had some work to do. I had my own podcast record. I had, I streamed for a little bit. I, had we like four or five meetings because she has come on and helped me do a lot of the things I do off the field. And then we, we looked at each other at night. We're like, have we just hung out at all? So we like had to make, we had the block time. Like I cooked some steaks terribly on the, on the grill for the first time in years. And uh, we hung out with our cats, but we're like, maybe we should take a whole day. Right. Uh, And then, and just like, I don't know. We live in New York city. Like (laughs) let's go, let's go like to an amazing five-star restaurant or something i don't know there's like lots of stuff to do uh, almost some would argue the most stuff to do uh, of any city so uh but it's 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 a new transition we're making uh trying to pair maybe maybe shave down the number of things i i schedule for one one day where i don't have to go to the field and uh just kind of wing it i don't know we'll see austin yeah no it's i'm, I'm right there with them uh you get kind of caught up in it's like especially me being in Atlanta, um, I'm not far from home. So it's like every homestand, I got family, friends. It's like the whole homestand is booked up pretty much. So whenever, whenever I get an off day, um, at home, it's typically, um, we're hanging out, whether it's by the pool or whatnot, we're, we're just, you know, even if we're just sitting in our room watching friends, I love friends. So I watch friends, even if we're just doing that, 
So, uh, but on, on the road, I'll play golf some um, just because, like I said, I ain't got nothing else to do. Um, but other than that, yeah, you're you're definitely making trying to make as much time uh, up, you know, for being gone. And she's in a bunch of weddings this offseason, so she's going home. So it's like I feel like we are back to the dating stages right now of of you know I'm we're like we see each other maybe a week out of the month. Um, so it's 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 an adjustment, but it's all good. It's all good. So wait a second, did you say you were a friend? You watch binge watch Friends? Yes, a lot. Okay. Did you? Because Trevor May did not watch. He watched like one scene from the reunion show. Did oh. you watch the reunion show? Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely did. It was it was solid. I, I enjoyed it. Do you watch May, it? You're you're missing out, dude. I'm, I told you last time. <laughs> what did I just say? Did I say I have time to watch the damn Friends reunion? <laughs> like, where am I putting that in? I just said I, I grilled for the first time in ten years. Like, dude, watch the Friends reunion, man. Make us make time. <laughs> You can't watch oh, yeah. it on a flight. You can't stream oh, yeah, it somewhere right. just, in the air. Just, I was watching The Sopranos on the flight yesterday, just rewatching that. So I guess I could watch Friends reunion. Nice, Riley. That's impressive, Austin. I did. I don't yeah, have I've, you pegged as a Friends guy. I can. I've watched it all seasons a lot, so I can pretty much quote everything from it. So, um, not that I'm I'm going to here, but I'm just saying, like, it's well, that's like it's just background. Like it's always on at the house, yeah. whatever. It's always on. Well, I I gotta admit. First of all, since we're basically in the same age bracket, I've always had a thing for Jennifer Aniston. I know Rose, get in line. But my wife was like, Yeah, go for it. If you ever meet her, she will laugh <laughs> in your face. Like go that. just just go for it. Yeah, so, no doubt. Same same right? what Anna says. So it's like take your shot. Why are you in are you an Aniston one? Yeah, not not <laughs> I wouldn't wouldn't mind it. But there you go. What are you laughing at, Trev? No, just just how you asked her. I think Aniston too. <laughs> like it's a, it's a big secret like i'm an aniston guy too obviously well, you I think everyone was, is. yeah she was number one for a decade for everybody Easily. still yeah. listen are you kidding me she still looks great yeah, she's still no have you seen yeah, have you seen uh was it good morning is it good morning america uh the morning show the morning show excellent great that yeah it's great that excellent that's coming out yeah uh austin that should be next up on your binge watching okay the morning show the morning with, show uh, will do with jennifer aniston and steve reese witherspoon and reese witherspoon okay. excellent stuff good combo see um so this is i think the the closest you guys have gotten to each other i think other than that the closest you've gotten is 60 feet six inches mm -hmm. uh yep. trevor you did um have a chance to pitch to austin earlier yes, this year how how did that go well, uh, hadn't given him a homer in a while, so I'm glad we got that out of the way. Uh, yeah, and uh, the floodgates pretty much open from there. So I, I'm pretty sure Freddie got me the next day too. So uh, yeah, fast, fastball right down the middle. That's kind of what you're supposed to do. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget it. I'm in his book, as I say. <laughs> there you go. Um, she, yeah, I mean, I was lucky enough to to get on fast. Yeah, it happens. I'm sure I'm gonna face some quite a bit more times that he's going to punch my ticket. So I'm not, I'm not going to get too high right now. You know what? That's what I say to myself. I'm like, you know what? I'll get him. I'll get yeah, him exactly. We're in the same division. I, I'm here for another year. I mean, right. there's a good chance we're going to face each other again. I'm, I'm Especially if you're sure. in the middle of that lineup. Yeah. Right. There you go. So. We'll have a lot of battles, but you know, one, nothing, one, nothing. <laughs> All right. So, so next time you also have another New York Mets pitcher in your book, at least one other one. In Jacob Degrom, you got him your rookie year. So yeah. please tell me when you take one of the best in baseball, where you took him, 
that you're probably running around the bases going, okay, that was pretty damn cool. Yeah, I mean, at that point in my career, I was just, you know, you're facing Jacob DeGrom. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, if he, if he, if he punches you, you, you expect it. So it's like, if you, you know, luckily enough, I, I ended up getting him. Um, but I'm pretty sure that's the only hit I've had off him since. You know, we faced him, you know, early on the road stand. I'm pretty sure we see him again um, here, here in a couple of days. Um, I was just lucky enough this year that we, we missed him so many times before up until now because he's, he's unreal. He's nasty. He's, it's is unfair. He what it, is he it, different it, than other pitchers you've faced? And if so, what is it that separates him from the rest of the pack right now? To me, it's like one of those things. It's like you know where he's going. You know he's going to the outer third part of the plate. And you know he's going to be throwing that fastball slider. And you just – you can't can't do anything with it. Even if you're, you know, your own time with a fastball or slider, it's just – I don't know. It's just stuff – his stuff is electric. And, and, I mean, everybody knows that. And it's – I mean, it's – I tell guys, it's like it's an easy at bat because you know where it's going. But at the same time, it's so hard because you – like like I said, you, you get so frustrated because you know where it's going and you still can't put a barrel to it. <laughs> and, I mean, it's just one of those things. Trevor, what is what is it like watching him? I know we talked a lot about him, but like the other day, he gave up. He had quote unquote his worst start of the season. He, he gave up start. two two runs in six <laughs> innings. It was the first time all year he gave up more than a run. Yeah, um, it's uh, who who asked? Uh, we were walking to the pen after his start. Um, walking back to the to the clubhouse after a game in San Diego, and Craig Stammen was like, "Hey, so you guys just like I don't know." Just like take the day off when Jake starts, or <laughs> and then I was like, I laughed. I was like, ha. we we get we hope because every time we come in after him, I we we're trying to find out the stat like what the ERA is in the inning directly after Jake comes out, and we think it's really freaking high because we've talked about this. Um, all of our stuff looks terrible compared to his, uh, even with our pen. Um, and uh, but yeah, it's he's. I mean, he just it's like one of the, he's got the best stuff. He's got better like. You know, our best setup guy is Jake DeGrom, and our best closer is probably Jake DeGrom as well. So, like, we want Jake to pitch as much as possible. Um, but at the same – and not only that, like, he's got, he's got like, you know, Hendricks's command. And, like, he's – it's just – like, yeah, like you just a, said, he, he's got he's a lane a on the outside of the plate, 100, and he's just painting with 100 and painting with a 94-mile-hour slider the whole time. And he never stopped. Like, he just – I've been working on – I'm trying to work on a little bit of video <laughs> to explain this. People ask me so much. I'm like, guys, like, what are you learning from Jake? I'm like, he just – attention to detail, and he's got his three things that he does amazingly well, and he's okay. That's all he wants to do. Like, that's how he prepares. Like, there's Is nothing – You know, I got a question there. from a pitcher standpoint, uh, Trevor, because, like – because I've had – I've been fortunate enough to, like, hang out with guys like Albert Pujols, you know, Chipper's one of our hitting consultants. And I feel like those guys, like, when they're that good – Sometimes they're just like, because I asked Pujols one time, I'm like, how do I stay in my legs when I'm hitting? He was like, well, I really never had that problem. So I was just like, is it kind of one of those things where he's like, well, I just go out there and it's just, I, you know, I pump it there and it's it's there. Or is yeah. he, does he, does he, I mean, does he work pretty, pretty hard? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it, he's, he's like, he's going to be one of those guys. Like, yeah, uh, for sure. Because he's a little bit, he's got he's a little bit of drop and drive and he's got a low, he's got a low arm slot. So like, and ride obviously right um, but his ride is like we got guys with higher ride and like i technically have a higher average you know carry on my fastball than he does but 
he's all his arm slots lower so like it just looks like it's literally going up because yeah. he's so low but he's so tall so he's tall and then low and i'm tall and low but i'm more high than he is low so like if i were to say hey jake how did you go from 95 to he'll be like uh i just like i started to feel really good in my mechanics and then it just happened which is right. he's literally yeah. is like a, he's like a rubber band that's perfect like that's being used perfectly and i'm like you know like muscle guy throwing like i'm like die ah! like and he's still throwing a five miles an hour harder than me so uh i have no context for him saying those things to me but if someone said to me like a guy with a shorter stride for example who threw hard and they'd be like hey man how do you get so low in your legs it's just naturally i'm a drop i throw like tom Seaver. i'm just like super yeah. old school low and i'm tall but i have a really low release point and that i didn't know that until like two years ago but um, guys be like, how do you get your legs? Like, I, I don't know. I've been doing this since I was four. Right. Like, I don't right. know how you make that transition. So yeah. it would, you would have to like reverse engineer it. Some guys just don't have, haven't thought enough about it to reverse engineer how they develop. Yeah. No doubt. Mechanics. Yeah. I was just, yeah. Like I like said, I was curious. Those guys that are just that elite. Sometimes they just, you know, it just, and Jake's happens. definitely like a, <laughs> I just kind of aim for that spot. And, and I, I paint it there. every time, <laughs> but he's, 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 uh, uh, Jeremy Hefner, our pitching coach, said it actually really well to me. Jake has an insane – one thing, one of his hot skills that we can learn from is his, inten his intense attention to detail. So, like, he knows – he's like, oh, that was a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that was a little bit. So, in his pens, he's like, he's not okay until he's there, gets it there. So, like, well, that, that is some – that's a skill, actually, that some people get naturally, that sometimes guys just go through the motions and they don't realize right. that. He never does. So, that's one of the big reasons he's so good. Well, that's pretty cool. I want, it's a great question, Austin, but I want to know how you got hooked up with Albert Pujols. So same agent. Um, I went out there in California MVP at the time um, and went out there and, and worked out like, I think it was three or four days, went through a whole workout program, played golf. It was, it was, it was a cool experience for sure. How old were you? But, uh, I was 24. I was 20. Oh, three come or four on, years dude. ago? Yeah. Wait yeah, a second. So you're 20 years old and hanging out with Albert Pujols? You're like, right. hi, Mr. Golf. Pujols. Yeah, right. It was it was cool, no doubt. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I was just curious to see, like, like I said, those guys are just so elite. It's just, like, sometimes it's like when you go to ask them a question, um, you always – they kind of stumble. You know what I mean? It's like – Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, but, no, yeah, Pujols is – he's a great dude, great dude. That's fun. So you um you had the honor of having your first hit go over the wall in major yeah. in the major leagues against Michael Waka. Um, were you smiling around the bases on this one? Were you saying something to your in to you know inside of your brain? Yeah, no, I just I really wasn't feeling a whole lot of anything. Um, it was just one of those things where you know I kind of like dang it it just happened. Um, because you know I, st I struck out the first at, first at bat, so I was just you know really trying to tell myself um hey let's let's put a let's put a barrel on a ball it doesn't matter if you get jammed it doesn't matter if you hit it off the end let's just find a barrel let's just find the bat on the ball um because like i said i was i had a lot of adrenaline going a lot of nerves um but you know having my parents and family there that was that was awesome you know what else was awesome you made it on one of john boy's breakdowns did you know this no i did not yeah, so so Jimmy actually did a breakdown on it. So give a listen to this. This is uh, this is fun. Next pitch is this four seam fastball that he just fucking smokes <laughs> into left field. And how about the catch this little kid makes? Are you kidding me? Out on the steps, full extension in the air, catches it, 
holds on to the snow cone, sign that kid up for all the awards. What the hell? Back to the real hero, though. Oh, no, yeah. Let's watch it again. I forgot I set this up like this. Boom. Give that kid a trophy. This is his dad's (laughs) reaction, which is pretty fun. It's funny that he was getting a beer in the back row and not, like, sitting down anywhere. Hey, Dave, you want to see your son's home run? Here's a video of it. Okay, let's take another look. Absolutely smokes the high fastball. Let's see a side Mm. angle. Here it is. Nice. That's pretty. That's a pretty Mm. swing. Oh, yeah. He crushed it. That's my boy. Oh, it was a bomb. <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. That's good stuff. There no, you I go. actually got to I got to meet the little kid after. So because it was like I said, the first one. So he came down after the clubhouse. Um, I think I signed a bat for him to get that ball. So it was it was cool. Nice catch. Where's Where's the ball? Uh, at my parents' house. Mom will not let it leave there. So I think that one. I think that one will stay at, at her house for forever. So which is which is fine. Trev, do you have any mementos? Anything? Like line yeah, I got first a strikeout. I have my first strikeout ball of Robbie Grossman. I love to hang that over his head as much as humanly possible. Um, <laughs> looking, which he doesn't do much. Uh, and no, but I have uh, I have six balls for my debut. I'm pretty sure they were all balls because I pretty much threw 80% balls that day. Um, oh, they yeah. had to be walks. Um, so like, yeah, your home, your first, your homer. Uh, mine were, I walked seven in two innings. So uh, hey. that was, uh, that was a tough day. But again, I was pretty, I was pretty numb as well. I do have my 300th. My 300 strikeout, which was cool. Rocco, Rocco Baudelli was, is really like every little thing that could even be remotely uh, a milestone. He gets the balls for you, which is pretty cool. Um, uh, yeah, I, I got a various save balls that I wrote down what happened. And, and I'll, I'll have a little bit of a, I'll have a little baseball shrine when I'm, when I'm done, I think. But um, I haven't done enough cool stuff yet. So we'll, uh, we'll keep it. I'm waiting for that 500th. I'm getting pretty close to 500 strikeouts. So. You're um, back. When that happens, I think that'll be pretty pretty cool. I hope it's not against me. <laughs> this, I mean, it's lining up. It might be pretty close. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll let you know, too. I'll be like, ah, yeah, 500. Please. please. I would All right, that. so um, something that's been fun this year are the home run celebrations. You guys have a great one in Atlanta with the panda head. Yeah. Have you put that thing on yet? No, I, I don't think I will because he, uh, he likes to sweat and – Putting that thing on, um, be probably a little little greasy in there. But no, that's that's the coolest thing. That he's such a good dude around the clubhouse. Great guy to have in a yeah. clubhouse, just because, like I said, he keeps the tension light. Especially when, you know, with us right now, we're kind of you know hitting the hitting the bumps a, a lot. Um, so just having him when you know when things are going good, getting a hug, it's it's pretty cool. Do other but other guys do put that thing on, right? Or is it just? I think kids? I saw. Ronnie may have put it on one time, but he, he has it in a little bag where only he can, he's supposed to touch it. Um, <laughs> he's, he's territorial about it, but it's all good. Um, that and um, Heredia has his, I don't know if you've seen the swords. Yeah. Um, instead of, yeah, we, we, we sword it now. So he's got a couple pink swords he pulls out. Um, it's very, we keep it, we try to keep it light. Like I said, with, with the struggles going on right now, you got to try to find a way to, to keep the tension light for sure. Yeah. I get it. Now, when you were coming out of high school, uh, you were actually a really good two-way player. You were a pitcher. And in the Under Armour game, I mean, not everybody can strike out a starting quarterback in the NFL. But you punched somebody out. You got, you got Kyler Murray, dude. Did I really? <laughs> what do you mean, dude, did I really? To be honest, those were my bad days. That's when I was, I was overweight. I was chunk. I was huge. So I, liked, I don't like to look at those pictures. Plus, I 
absolutely hated pitching, like hated it. My arm always hurt. I don't know how guys pitch. Like I always talk to pitchers. I'm like, bro, I don't know how you freaking do it. I'm like, because in high school, and I didn't even throw that much, but I, these guys throw every day, and it's just like, bro, how do you do it with your wing? What is that? Like, what are those unis made of? Plastic? Uh, don't, they were they were kind of they were rough. Oh my god. <laughs> Those so were good all day. Gosh, um, but yeah, no, I, I, everybody. I'm, I think the I want to say it was the Braves and maybe the Cubs were the only people that wanted me as a position player. Like only two teams, and then everybody else wanted me as an arm. Um, but like a week before the draft, I told I told Matt Hannaford, my agent now, my advisor then. I was like, this pitching ain't for me. I'm let's I'm gonna back out of the draft as a pitcher and just go in as a position player. If not, nothing happens. I'll just go to Mississippi State um, and lucked up. Braves, Braves picked me up. Oh my God! What, yeah, what the heck fine. does your agent say when you basically, if there's only two teams that are interested in you as a position player, isn't he like, dude, hold on here, just a second? <laughs> he was, you know, you know, he was like, do, you know, he kind of was like, do you want to think about it? I was like, I was to me, it was just like a gut feeling because I was like, if I would have gone as a pitcher now, I would be working somewhere else 100% because I just don't think Mar could have taken it at all it was like I and I didn't enjoy it like I said I, I really didn't um but hey take a chance roll the dice and it's all worked out hey can we get pitching coach May in on the video Robbie <laughs> bring up some some of that video again what would you all, see in uh in Austin's delivery I was gonna say on. uh uh like you were probably throwing cheese because everyone wanted you but it doesn't like easy I mean, that might not have been very hard, but <laughs> but you had a little bit of velo, didn't you? Yeah, I was, you know, low to mid-90s. Uh, I mean. The curve, I spiked a curveball, and I had a, had a little slider. Like, like, but, like that's, not a, that's not a violent delivery right there. I mean, I don't know if you're warming up, maybe, but uh, uh, if, if, I, if you could throw low to mid-90s, you know, they're saying, like, we could get this kid to throw 100. I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll be in the bullpen in four months uh, in the big leagues. Uh, that's kind of the way is, we think now, huh? Right, one hundred percent. Funny thing is, is when I got when I got drafted as a um, as a position player, I went to you know went to Orlando, started GCL. I was over like twenty four with like fifteen Ks before I got my first hit. People were like tweeting at me. It was like he's going to be a pitcher by September um it was <laughs> i was like i was like thinking like i just made the worst mistake but uh no nah, it, was, it was good oh gee, yeah going down to dcl and having to see twitter like twitter it had existed oh. for six months when i was drafted yeah it just you got <laughs> you got so introduced bad. to to the to the guys on twitter for sure <laughs> oh yeah I, I can't believe you didn't remember punching out kyler murray i did not i'm sorry i didn't it's just like a said, tuesday I, for this guy man all right <laughs> Well, come on it, like it i would be done. like yeah i just punched now, out the number one pick in the draft I, I i just like i said i don't remember the only thing i remember about that perfect game um or not the under armor was i actually got to hit they let me hit one time and i struck out against uh, a buddy of mine gray finner i played summer ball with him so that's really about the only thing i remember from that thing oh man so i'm bringing up some bad yeah, that was in Ripley too there. i mean i feel like you'd yeah. really remember that you know not bad so uh, by the time this show comes out, the College World Series will be completed. But I, I think we would be remiss if we didn't bring it up because you were going to go to Mississippi State. Had, had you 
you know, gone to college and not uh, been picked in the first round by the Braves. But remind everybody who the guy, you know, where the guy to your left went to school. Vanderbilt. Yeah. Unfortunately, Vanderbilt. Um, I told him, you know, we can't be friends for the next couple of days. But he he understood um, completely, and he's he's honestly probably more into it than I am. I, th- I feel like he's the he's the the, the golden child of Vanderbilt. Um, so he uh, he's super into it. But um, I think it's going to be a good matchup. We got some good pitchers. They you know obviously they got the two studs on on their team um, on the bump. So you know it's I think it's going to matter come down to who who can pull out the offense. So like. Will you go nuts if they end, if Mississippi State ends up winning this thing? No, I won't. I actually – I care, but at the same time, like my wife went to Mississippi State. Uh, she cheered there, so she's like a diehard. So I give her crap all the time. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I really kind of want Ole Miss to win today. Uh, just messing with <laughs> She gets fired up, fired up. But, um, but no, I'll, they, they've never won a, a national championship, so it would be – my cousin actually, Cameron James, he's at their basement there right now. So uh-huh. – uh, I'm pulling. I'm pulling for him for sure. Nice, Trev. Where were you going to go if you hadn't been drafted? Uh, uh, Pac-12 Legends, University of Washington. Um, oh, yeah, and uh, I don't think they've been good for a while. But they made the College World Series. I think one year I would have been there, so I could have helped that. But uh, oh yeah, <laughs> but you, you would have been the USC's, Friday guy, dude. Uh, it, it, they had a new. So they had a new head coach coming in. Might would have been my freshman year. It's hilarious because he's still there, and I met him. I saw him. I've met him like several times, but he's introduced me every himself to me every time. <laughs> and the fourth time, he's like, hey, I was strong with Carter Caps. Carter Caps lives up in Seattle. Um, and if you remember Carter through 107, um, he uh, he was like, Hey, have you met Lindsay? I'm like, Oh, yeah, we've met. And he's like, Oh, what, what's your name again? I'm like, Trevor May, I would have been your Friday night guy, uh, in 2009 <laughs> when he took the job. Uh, I know I'm not from California, but you would, you would have had to give me a chance because I would have been your best guy, trust me. Uh, me and Andrew Kittredge actually from the Rays would have been there at the same time. Um, huh. but but uh, I love listening to the SEC guys talk about uh, talk about the uh, the I play with Pete Alonso, man. He, he he's, oh, yeah, he is go gators as it gets, so I I <laughs> I love he's got a nickname for every guy he played against Ben Attendee, Benny Biceps, uh, just like uh, Bobby Dalbeck, Bobby Blue Eyes. So he's got he's got a nickname <laughs> for every guy who played in the in the in the uh, in the conference. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I got to be honest, bro. It's pretty universal. Like every team, any guy who comes from any team, like we all just like it's like a big yeah sec fraternity which is awesome it's, it kind of makes me think i missed out a little bit playing college baseball but at the same time like I, I i joke my sisters my sister went to washington state and washington washington state hate each other uh, and i always say we when i talk about washington she's like you didn't even go there i'm like i skipped that step Aaron. <laughs> yeah that's I what i get it. from dansby he's like you didn't even go there i'm like yeah. well still much well, you know i i didn't have to dansby <laughs> right <laughs> it was one of those you had to go grind in college <laughs> Yeah. take chemistry over in reality he just skipped gcl and short yeah. season and yeah that's good point. Yeah, didn't he go straight to double a <laughs> get drafted in 15 make your debut in 16 so i mean he, he didn't have a bad yeah. little route yeah no he it worked out for him with i guess yeah. he did okay i guess um all right before we let you go austin we're going to spin the wheel of moderately interesting things you guys both get Ooh. to answer the question and today oh another i, I love this one did you tell so I need you guys to tell me why you wear the number that you wear. Austin, you can go first. 27. All right, so 
I feel like I got a, a really good one. So I grew up, my dad was number 13. I was 13 all through the minor leagues. And some guy named Ronald Acuna, when he got called up, was 13. Um, so when I got called up, they asked me, and I was like, well, 13's not available. I was like, whatever, whoever that guy is. Um, so 27, that was the, the next kind of lowest number um, available. So that's that's what I went with and stuck with it. But yeah, Ronald Ronald's took my number. I'll, I'll uh, I think his jersey sells too much to, to switch now. <laughs> you're not, you're yeah. not buying that one off of him. He's <laughs> no good. Shot. Yeah, it's he's expensive. Hundred percent. Uh, sixty-five. Um, so it was my rookie number. I had it first first day showing up at Twins Big League Camp in twelve or sorry thirteen. Yeah, I had sixty-five, and uh, I was like, I'm six-five, sixty-five. That kind of makes sense all the way through the minors. So I was the biggest guy on the team pretty, or like the, not maybe the tallest, but like I was just the biggest hulking person. So I just got the highest number on every team I was on. So I never got the number I wanted. I was always like 56, 55, 54. Um, <clears throat> I wanted 51 um, because of uh, Ichiro and Randy Johnson in, mm. in Seattle. So, um, and when I got up, someone had it and I can't even remember who it was. Uh, it, was it was a veteran guy. Um, and then it just kept getting someone, someone new would sign who was a veteran guy and would get 51. So I just kept sticking with 65. And then, uh, my, so I think my sophomore year, I started against James Paxton in Seattle and his name, his number is 65. And we're the first time in the history of baseball, two number 65s that started a game against each other because they're so high. And I was like, you know what? That's pretty cool. I'm going to, I'll stick with it. Like I got asked to change a couple years and I was like, no, you know what? I'll, I, I, I don't have an affinity. Like. The, the the seven was my number. I mean, obviously, Joe Maurer. So, uh, and every multiple of seven was taken. And then I was like, maybe 54, Urban Santana signed. And then right after Urban left, <laughs> Sergio Romo came over, 54. So I'm like, I'm not getting 54. I think the stars are just going to align here on C5 and no one's ever going to want it. So I'll always have it. So when I came over to the to the Mets, Robert Gesellman had it. And I'll never forget, I texted him, hey, bro, like, you think I could get 65? He's like, oh my God, please take this devil number. He goes, <laughs> he goes, hey, do you think you could ask uh, ask the clubhouse guys if I could have 44? I'm like, yeah. So I just go, hey, can, can Robert have 44? He's like, yeah, it's open. I'm like, all right. Yeah, you got 44. He's like, thanks, man. That's it. He just gave it. Love he was it. like, he was like, please, please, please get this away from me. I hate this stupid number. Because he just like, he's like, I feel like a rookie every year. And I'm like, well, I'm going to stick with 65. So everyone's wondering why the hell I'm still 65 over here. But you know, I just, I just, I'm one of those guys, man. I, it doesn't have to be like a cool historic number. I think it's, you create a new historic number. It'd be cool there to have a go. 65 retired. It's not going to be, but it would have been cool to think about it. Hey, that, that's better well, than Ronald know. Acuna stole my 13. Right. For the head. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's good though. Hey, Austin, thanks for hanging out today, man. I, I appreciate it. I think it's fun when guys who are going to be facing each other 19 times a year over the next few seasons, get a chance tomorrow. to chop it up. Yeah, don't tomorrow. The he could easily strike me out tomorrow. It could happen as soon as tomorrow. So take it, take it easy on me, Trevor. You, I will you not get out there. I absolutely will not do that. Uh, I am trying to continue to pitch on a big league field. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Uh, can just if if something goes well for you, Austin, or if uh, you know something goes well for you, Trevor, I just want the guy that's more disappointed in this relationship to flip the other guy off on camera. Can yeah, absolutely, hundred percent content we're trying to grow baseball right that's the that's the whole job that's the whole thing behind everything right now we're just trying to grow the game grow the game make it fun make it fun let the kids play
right. Flip each other <laughs> off, kids. Austin, continued success, man. Tell all the guys on the Braves you say hello. Thank you. I will. I appreciate it, Chris. Appreciate it, Trevor. Thanks, bud. All right, so was it was it fun or a little weird to go uh, chop it up with a guy who's in your division? No, it's great. I I, I think it's uh, I think it's fun to to know guys personally on the other teams, but I'll turn it off and on when you're playing them. I I, I love that. I I think that some of the more fun making baseball fun moments are when you actually know a guy and mm-hmm. so they get you or you get them, and you can. It makes it a little bit easier to a little bit less like. Oh God, the world's falling when bad stuff happens. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's pretty, he's a, he's a cool guy laid back. Uh, um, you know, I, I didn't know where he's from. I didn't know much about him actually before the show. So, you know, Southern boy, Good. SEC, uh, I love it. I, those, those, those guys that come from that, from, from that area are some of my favorite teammates, you know, loopy and, uh, uh, and, and, and McCann and, and Pete, like, it's just, they have different experiences I had growing up, but uh, playing baseball. But it's 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 always fun because everyone knows each other. Everyone that plays in just the southeast at all, like those four years, either way in their age group, they know every baseball player because there's so much baseball happening. So it's always cool to hear all their stories. So it was great and to meet him. McCann's an, an amazing one because he's a Southern California guy, and he went all the way to the University of Arkansas. I only know two guys. The transplants that did that him and Shania Martin. Shania Martin's from SoCal and went to Florida State. Ah, and but those two stayed. They, they went went down there like, nah, this is for me. This is where I want to be. I want to I want to stay down here. So interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure if I could have seen Trevor May make the move from the no. Pacific Northwest to the South. Too hot. And I'm even not though just, it's 110 in the Pacific Northwest right now, still. with all due respect to our listeners now in the South, wonderful people. I lived in Atlanta for three years, so don't take this the wrong way. I'm not so sure everybody would have gotten your sensibility. Yeah, no, I'm 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 a little bit different than I'm a little bit different. I'm I'm a, I'm a Northwest guy. I'm a West Coast guy. I love the West Coast. It's and that's nothing to do. That's not. It's just to each their cup of tea, right? They, they would say right. the same thing, right? They would say the same thing. Same thing as. You know what kind of what kind of smoked meat do you like, right? What kind of barbecue do you like? Everyone likes different stuff. So, um, great call. All right, before we uh, let you go, uh, I was remiss. I think the last time we had an episode, I did not give you a homework assignment. I think it was because you were battling an illness. I felt bad. I was like, I got to get this guy some rest. Yeah, so, dang it. We do have a homework assignment. Okay. Squeeze the rose rotation into one of your vlogs. How oh, do we easy. figure? Easy. Oh, okay. Oh, Good. damn it. I could have recorded me recording that. We could have logception this um, a little bit. But yeah, I can get it in there. I okay. get it in there. Uh, maybe if we... You should get me to record something as a request for the rose rotation. So that way I can plug the rose rotation, talk about it a little bit, and then do the thing. Even if it's something little, something minor. Like So you want me to like get video of a sign in a park or something like something little where then I can use it as an opportunity. So you're going back to Atlanta this week. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have the camera. always have it. Yeah, I know. What do we do there in Atlanta other than sweat profusely? I'm going to, I mean, uh, we, another really unique opportunity is we're, we're playing the Yankees in Yankee stadium on the 4th of July. Oh my gosh. This weekend. So I got to go, take the camera. I got to take the camera to Yankee Stadium. 100%. How, how excited are I know that for baseball players, like every day is the same. 
are you looking forward to Mets Yankees Subway Series because this it is, is so different? Be, this is going to be especially this year, like because you know they notoriously have the offense they have or the of the, the bombers they have, and we have the pitching, and it's just going to be it's going to be it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're both pretty good, so uh, it hasn't always been like this. I think it'll be man, our fan base is. It's so funny that they hate each other so much, but they're exactly the same. <laughs> like they're this, the, 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 like they love their team the same way. Uh, and, and they're like, no, we are different. And I'm like, I, as someone looking at you both yell at each other, I need you to know how similar you are. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, every Yankee and they're Mets all going to hate me. Both of them are going to hate me now. Yeah. Yes. They just, but they, I mean, take it in the best way possible. Like, just the passion, man. I, I mean, I played a division series for the Twins against the Yankees. That place was crazy. The other day when we walked off the Phillies at home, that's what it was. So I was like, I cannot imagine what the mix of fans are going to be and how it's going to be, not only for this series, but we play on September 11th in City. So oh, God. Um, two huge, like, huge historic kind of times for our, for our country, obviously, and for baseball. Um, in the past, so it's going to be. I'm so excited to be part of those days. I hope I get. I hope I get a throw in, in both big, both big games. Well, I wish you luck with that. Um, I guess I'll see you at some point after the All Star break. Any plans? Any good plans? Oh, I just purchased a house. Um, Pardon in me, Seattle. I just we just bought a house in this market in uh, Seattle, which was a nightmare. Um, in uh, in a in an awesome place called Mercer Island. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, just outside of Bellevue. Uh, and so my wife would like me to fly home and move over the house. <laughs> and so I much want that relaxing vacation, literally anything else, anything I'll do anything else. Uh, and it's supposed to be so hot, um, but it's a new house and it's, and it's pretty awesome. And I want to start designing my studio. So I, I haven't bought the, I might take a day as a buffer and go out there for two days and get moved in. Um, just take a day to my own in, in New York. We don't know yet, but nothing crazy planned. Obviously, like, you know me, man, I'm busy as hell. There's no, there's yep. no time for fun. We can do that in December. Well, congratulations on the new house. Thank you very much. That is fantastic. Where does the, uh, the painting of the rose rotation go in the studio? Does that the painting of the rose? Uh, there's tons and tons of wall space. It's a right. big studio. So we get a, we should get caricature, caricatures done of all of us standing that'd together. be great that'd be great now, that's very baseball-y too right I let's think do that let's, see if let's we can do, do it. it um thanks again for hanging out i know that you're busy i know you're you have a 24-hour layover in dc before moving to atlanta but it's always fun catching up with you and getting your thoughts on what's going on in our crazy little baseball world likewise likewise uh, special shout out as always to our editor extraordinaire Robbie Shirocco, our summer intern Alden Stone, who's crushing it as always. For Trevor May, I'm Chris Rose. We'll see you next time on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.